In a world where tomorrow's blockbusters reign, three millennials look back on our generation's classics, on our generation's classics, our generation's classics, and remember. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Millennials of the Movie House, the podcast where three friends watch our generation's beloved movies of yesterday and review them from our modern adult perspective. I'm Betsy. I'm Tracy. And I'm Serena. And today we watched The Big Lebowski. 1998 the dude the dude abides 1998 uh written directed by the coen brothers uh starring jeff bridges john goodman steve buscemi julianne moore and david huddleston and philip seymour hoffman and a bunch of other people but whatever anyway quick synopsis tracy go okay i don't think there is a quick synopsis i was gonna say well it's either like a really quick synopsis or like Go so what it. I'm gonna, I am, uh, what I'm gonna say is that the Big Lebowski is about bowling, mistaken identity, and PTSD. Yep, yep. That's that's about it. That wraps it up. Good that's job. what that's what I got out of this movie, at least. Yeah, yeah I'm, exactly I'm right. like I'm trying to think. I'm like, <laughs> should I go into? No, that's about it. Yeah, and the dude abides, and that's about it. Yep. It, um. I, um I, I read, I think it's on Wikipedia that the Coen brothers were trying to do a um, um, a Chandler, a Raymond Chandler, I think, type movie, which was kind of episodal, I guess, like it took places in bits and pieces and, quote, hopelessly complex, a hopelessly complex plot that ultimately was unimportant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the plot really isn't important here. It's just to... Um... It's just a vehicle for the themes and the characters, really. Yeah. yeah. Good synopsis, Tracy. Thanks. <laughs> per usual. <laughs> I So I didn't forget this time, and I was thinking about it. And my first thought was, I'll interrupt you and make you do it. Because. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, all right, no, what would I say? How would I sum this up? And I couldn't. I just I was like, I could just ramble forever okay. forever like i don't know basically so. the dude is that guy that guy mm-hmm. um and he his rug gets ruined and he wants it wants a replacement and then hijinks and so i feel like he's got he's like that guy um that's kind of scrubby has some f- passionate friends um well, it's the way that so so you've got the narrator of the stranger, yeah, and he basically sets it up at the beginning. He's like, you know, he everyone knows that guy. Like he's 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 his own archetype. He's his yeah. own character archetype. So that's what he represents, and it's true. Like every town, everyone has that guy. Yeah, it's usually like at a bar or right. or someplace. Yeah, or a bowling alley. I'm like. Honestly, like if you replace bowling with trivia, this is what like, <laughs> yes, there. I know people like this at trivia, like trivia they're there. Is the new bowling. It, it, yeah, it is. God, and like they take the it. New bowling. Yeah. They and they take it like, you know, how like he was flipping out when he's like, your toes over the line. Yeah. It doesn't count. Take it. If they change the 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 what was it? The championship or whatever it was to a different day. And he yeah. like flipped out. I'm like trivia people are exactly like that their phones were out they didn't put the right thing yeah 
Yep. You're not wrong. Wow. All right. Let's hop in. My first question is, has any, I'm assuming nobody's seen this movie before. I seen this movie. watched the no. first probably five minutes of it okay. a very long time ago. Cause I was like, Oh, I, this movie, everybody should watch this movie. I'm like, okay. And I was like, Oh no, I don't know what this is. I can't. So I've always had a very negative connotation to this movie. Cause I, for some reason, um, I made it through much more this time before I started thinking like that again, though. Okay. Fair, fair. Um, and Serena, you've never seen it. I mean, have you heard quotes or seen clips or whatever from it? Uh, I've never seen it. Um, I did know the name. I, I thought it was something totally different. Same. And then I was like, please maybe... don't tell me you started watching it with the kids. No, they were at school. Okay. Like maybe it's um, about sports. Like I thought it was a sports term. So then I had that in my head. I had all these pre misconceptions and, uh, which is fair because if you've only, ha- and, and it's the same for me. I mean, I watched it for the first time. I want to say maybe four or five years ago. And before that I had always just heard of the title and I never, what, what was the Lebowski? What? Cause it sounds when you say the big Lebowski, it doesn't sound like it's referring to a person. It sounds right. like it's re- referring to a phrase or a thing or exactly. a place or so yeah. or a I... uh, baseball term. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I guess I, it does sound like it's like, like something you would name a heist, like, oh, yep, yeah, we're going in, we're doing the big Lebowski. Yeah. But I knew I must have just because of, you know, I just knew it was the guy's name. Yeah. But I thought the big Lebowski was the dude. Right. And the big Lebowski was the other dude. Right. The other guy. I got you. I got you. That's fair. So what is everyone's um, knowledge of Coen Brothers movies. What's that? <laughs> Zero. <laughs> well, so I had watched, um, I had watched Raising Arizona. Yep. I've seen bits and pieces of, I must have seen the whole thing of um, Brother Where Art Thou. Yep. Um, Fargo. Was, I had seen Fargo. Um, Burn After Reading. I haven't seen that. Um, oh, you know what? Longer. That's with Brad Pitt, right? I yes. think I have seen that one. This is definitely qualifies as like quintessential Coen Brothers. Yes, I, I definitely put it with Raising Arizona, Fargo, Oh Brother, We're Out, though that whole grouping. Yep. Um, it's the right amount of Coen esqueness for me. Yep. I feel like they didn't go overboard with this. Um, but that's because I had the reference point of those other movies. Serena, of all the movies we just listed, have you ever seen any of them? Zero. None of this them. This was your first Coen Brothers movie. Congratulations. <laughs> what's What's Fargo? It's uh, it's like, it's a really good movie. <laughs> okay. Eh, arguably. Are you you might you might not be a fan of Coen Brothers? No, I'm not. Okay. All right. Um, I associate that this is the this is Mumblecore. It's not mumblecore, it, but it's like, it's, it's whatever it is. It's that I am. I got you. I got you. It's, it's, it's a much to do about nothing. It's the previous generation yeah. of mumblecore. You are absolutely correct. The much to do about nothing definitely can feel frustrating. Like I still am not, I watched the movie fresh, like just finished it. And I still don't fully understand what happened because it's about nothing. It's not important. Right. Okay. 
the other thing about their movies is they're 100% character based and the characters are quirky characters. Every single one of the ones that we've mentioned, they have really quirky characters. So Fargo, I, Francis McDormand's character is just amazing in that. And then Raising Arizona, Nicolas Cage and Holly Hunter, both of them. Oh my God. So you have their, their platforms for these actors to do these amazing roles and for that reason, I'm okay with it because they all nail him. So, yep. I wasn't expecting it to be so funny and I, I was happy it was. It was like light and funny. Maybe is this what's called dark comedy? Yeah. Yeah. I like it because it was like not too heavy and it's dark I- comedy because it's comedic, but it's still really serious content. So, like, yeah. you're like dealing death with death and like, yeah you're dealing with kidnappings and deaths and like, you know, Violence. robbery and break-ins, and, but it's still funny weirdly. So yeah. Like, so yeah, it, it writing that line can be a really hard thing to do, but that, all right, sorry. Going back to the idea of Coen brother movies being character studies. I de- definitely big Lebowski falls into that category and not even for i mean jeff bridges as the dude is amazing but john goodman as walter i think he steals the show in this movie a lot that is i'm trying to remember i was absolutely yeah i didn't do any research i was trying to remember what i knew him from (sighs) oh um (laughs) everything everything Everything. uh he is growing up what roseanne oh that's how i know um yeah yeah he is sully from monsters inc yeah oh my god (laughs) um okay so um so generally speaking trey you weren't a big fan of the movie um i i went in with a negative attitude Mm -hmm. because i remember like immediately turning it on and immediately turning off i did like it for the majority of it. I was, Mm -hmm. I was into it. I was like, Oh, what was my issue before? I liked the dude. I kind of like, I felt bad for Donnie, but I thought it was kind of funny. Every time he talked, they'd be like, shut up, Donnie, whatever, you know, Walter's rants or whatever. I thought were really funny. And even I was like, Oh, the mistaken identity missing girl. I was, I was all for it. And then when it got to, I, I want to say like when Julianne Moore got in there and the weird, Mm. like, trippy scenes I was just like what like what is what and then it didn't really have an ending and I was like I didn't I don't know I I, maybe I stopped paying attention and that's why I don't I don't know what happened it's interesting you say that because I felt the same way at the end I so I watched it twice in the last 24 hours the first time watching it I got to the end and I was like did they wrap it up? Like, why are they yeah. just bowling nonchalant? Like, what is happening? And then the second time around, I'm like, oh, okay. It was. It's like a. It's. It's a blip where they're like, oh, she's yeah. back. She never went missing. Right. Um, and and he's like, oh, and there was never any money in the first place, so nobody yeah. owes anybody any money. And yeah. That was it. They were still trying because, and I was like, okay. What told? <laughs> what told us that? What told us that she was back? Was it her driving the car? Scene? She was he sees her in like she's she's streaking in the backyard when she goes to confront lebowski oh is that what okay there was like a car there was like a crash car or something which we had seen drive she was driving that okay in the previous scene and then we saw the crashed car and then they went in and they were like oh there she is where was she and philip seymour hoffman was like yeah she went up to you know 
to visit some friends and she didn't tell anybody and she's back now it was like it was a very quick because we were focused on the fact that he was going to confront Lebowski yeah that we we got like this very important piece of information on his way to do something else and we're like oh again it's not important at that point but it was still it was you were like I just need to know at least a little something jeez and the other thing that i um, I was expecting you to say, and maybe you agree with me. Um, it felt long. Like I feel like they could cut maybe twenty minutes, half hour out of this. Yeah, the whole like trippy scene. Get, <laughs> get that out I of there. Actually, you're talking about like the um the dream sequence, the dream porno sequence. Yeah, I, I really think it's funny. That's that's like very iconic of this movie. That was the clip that I have seen my whole life. I mean, I think it is like part of the poster too. I think at yeah. one point, yeah. But I'm just and like- that's the most Cohen Brothers aspect of this movie if you've ever seen i hate the movie hail caesar hail caesar is that clip for the entire movie no i don't like that is like the ending of american paris for me i don't care (laughs) oh yeah i don't care point get to the point if if it's a music video and you do that stuff i'm all for it yeah it's a short clip it's supposed to be artsy no I don't need that in my movies. I don't need that in my. It had nothing to do with anything. No, it wasn't progressing any characters no. or storylines or anything. Nothing. I got you. I got you. I understand. I just that's fair. Yeah, I, I was a little confused, and then I was like, so one was he was roofied or drugged, and the other one was he was knocked out, and that's yes. what caused each of those. Correct. Yes. Okay. Um, Serena. Yes. Overall, how did you like this movie? So I, um, I appreciated that. I appreciated that it wasn't, um, too serious, even though there were some serious things, mm-hmm. um, serious matters. I, I didn't know what, I didn't know what to expect going into it. So I, I wasn't kind of like mentally prepared. And then I was pleasantly surprised at like the light and airiness of it and some funny scenes and how dumb Walter is and, all of them really what's walter's character's name again walter no 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 his 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 actor his name in real life john goodman and then julianne moore was the woman with the the bangs yeah yes i actually think she did a very good job for the role i understand why you why you wouldn't like the character necessarily but yeah no she she was good and tara reed i forgot that God, she was young like her relevance you know what i mean yeah. and she was she had like a period of time where she, right she was she was just around everywhere yeah. i yeah i forgot about i didn't i mean i didn't i didn't know i'm looking at her, i'm like why does she look familiar i'm like oh i think i know her yeah i liked it i don't know it was it was nice it was actually entertaining like i was looking forward to finishing the second half of it today i'm actually not super surprised that you liked it <laughs> not in in a good way i mean a lot of people like this it's totally fine (laughs) it's fair that you like um but yeah it seems it seems like it's your type of humor yeah yeah definitely um okay so what was everyone's favorite part one of the scenes that made me kind of laugh and i knew i knew it was going to end up being something when they were beating on the red uh corvette or uh whatever that they thought was uh larry's yeah and I just, I knew, I knew chaos was going to ensue, but the second he like, went for the car, you're like, that's not his car. <laughs> I'm like, something, something's off. Something's going to be yeah. off here. But um, that was one of the funnier scenes. Um, so that was good. I liked the, um, I don't know. I just liked the interaction between the three guys. 
I'd be okay if you pegged that as your favorite part. Because like the interaction w- w- between the. Th- <gasps> oh shoot! That's you're in darkness. You- what happened? Can you hear me? First off, yes, yes. Okay, um, we don't know. We lost power. <laughs> That's- but like, I mean, it's raining, but it's not like you're we're in hurricane season. Yeah. I, I, you know, we lose power a lot around here. So, <laughs> oh, no. Does anybody remember where I left off? <laughs> um, I think we were talking about favorite parts and we were going over character parts for Serena. And then I never, I don't think I said what my favorite part was. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I don't really have a favorite part. Um, I do kind of like Jeff Bridges. I like his, like, attitude i like the dudism i like the you know um my i think what i will say at least is the toe um i will say that because it was a perfect yep it was a perfect uh chekhov's gun type thing that actually didn't mean anything but the first introduction you have to bunny right is that her name bunny um is she's painting her toenails this very vivid blue color and mm-hmm. she's like here blow on my toes so they dry it was very like very in your face about her toes and then yeah. when they send you the toe it has the same blue nail polish and it's like very in your face and you're like mm-hmm. okay you know it was a very clear beginning middle end because you get the payoff at the end when the random girl has lost her toe yes yes yeah. We got this. Um, so my favorite part, so it's going back to the idea of the Cohen-ness of it. I I put my favorite part as this is the perfect amount of Cohen-ness for me. Um, it doesn't go overboard, but there is that artistic style to their filmmaking, um, which I appreciated. That said, I, I really liked Serena's answer, which was the three of them. I really like it when you have a group of characters just sitting there talking and they, they're, the way they talk is imperfect. They talk over each other. They can't find the right words. They mistake, oh my God, the Lenin part where he, he just keeps saying, I am the walrus, I'm the walrus. I think those are genius. Those are genius little moments of writing. Yeah. So I totally agree with that. I know this is, this is going to be a far out connection. But I always think of like those moments. I do love those real moments between people. I think of the movie, The Birds. Um, have you ever seen The Birds? Uh, Hitchcock, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love that so movie. It's, it, it, you know, obviously it's like a, you know, a horror type, like be scared of the birds type things. But at the whole beginning part of it is you have these characters that, have a backstory, have a past, are talking about things that ultimately don't have anything to do with it, but they have such a rich history and conversation that you're like, oh, you know what I mean? That's when I see that, I automatically, for some reason, that is like the penultimate example for me is the bird. So, and I think that that's very telling of strong writers because I mean, Hitchcock, of course, like you can't, oh my God, you can't beat him. So yeah, I think that's fair. I like that. Oh man, the birds. I could do a rewatch on the birds. Mm. Serena, add that to your list. The birds. (laughs) The birds. All right. How was this movie millennial? Is it millennial? Well, let's, let's 
let's go back. It came out in '98. Where, where was everybody in '98? Yep. I was ten. I was thirteen. What was in eighth grade? 12. Yeah, I would have been twelve. Um, I could make the argument that this is for the elder. No, hang on. The elder millennials fell into the demographic of this movie when it came out. In mm-hmm. my opinion, is that I right? Would- I would argue that the demographic was our parents. Yeah, I think, well, I, I would make the argument that it could be your, our parents or Gen X Yeah, because I was watching it. It almost felt like Gen X's interpretation of that, that next, what's the next step up boomers. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the Gen X's interpretation of boomers, because they're, their archetypes, um, the dude and Walter are just these very clear archetypes. Yeah. Okay. So, I, I buy that. Yeah. So I, however, at the, t- so I think the, the, the aim, I think we've decided that the aim was for Gen X, mm-hmm. but it didn't really do all that. Well, what's Gen X again. It's like the, the, it's the next generation step up from us. Yep. Before like us. our parents. No. No, it's I a mean, gap I, between the two. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Because I would have not been allowed to watch this at twelve years old. Okay, no. no, this was not for kids. This was not a kids no. movie. Um, so if that's the 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 what they were aiming for, and the movie did not that well, but it f- has fallen into cult status. Yeah. So because of that, I think Gen X and then and then elder millennials have had you know yeah have reclaimed have adopted it, almost. it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's fair. But um, I could see the argument for it not being. Well, and it's also, it goes back to what you were saying is like, there's a certain type of people who like Coen Brothers and like yeah. Big Lebowski. Um, I mean, for good or for bad, whatever. Um, but it, I don't know, I, putting it into an age range almost isn't fair for this movie. Yeah, um, it, it, it is a, it's a movie lover's movie. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, so I want to... Um, uh, veer away just for a minute and talk about the fact that it has spawned a religion yes um judaism judaism <laughs> judaism so the much. church of it the is, latter day dudes yep it is an official organization um yeah i just i shout that out and uh if anybody wants to convert to judaism is it dudism judaism dudism maybe it's dudism i thought it was judaism like judaism Oh, that would make sense too. But maybe not. I don't know. So I guess we've kind of already answered this question, but I had also posed the the question of why do we think the dude is the cult hero that he is? I mean, I think there's a strange like um, freedom that he offers. He Mm -hmm. lives his life the way he wants to. He drinks and hangs out with his friends and and bowls. Like that's Mm -hmm. all he wants to do and he does it. So I feel yep. like there's a freedom to that. Yeah. Um, like no responsibilities. Um, he gets with the girl. Um, again, she wants to get pregnant, but he doesn't have to have the responsibility of raising a kid. Like I, you know, whereas my everyday, all it is is responsibilities. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you're like, what do I want? I want his life. I want to not worry about anything and just be a total like dude. So the other thing that I had written down was the idea of the stranger being the narrator. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, yeah. And the stranger, 
I had to look this up because I was like, who, why? Just, I didn't understand what they were trying to tell us with the stranger. Mm -hmm. And I think the idea is that the stranger represents what a hero used to be. um, And they chose the Western and the, you know, Westerns, yeah um and so it's almost like he's handing off the mantle of hero to this new generation um which totally makes sense to me now that somebody else has explained it to me but it makes sense that makes sense that does but i don't think the dude like a cowboy he did want to save the girl and he did want to you know stick up for the town and take out the the you know the bad guy the bank robber or whatever the dude doesn't want to do any of that so I want to say like, it's the anti-hero. It's the, the, um, with the yes. antithesis, is that the opposite of I the felt, hero? I felt as, as though, um, dude kind of, e, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is de-escalated the situation on all fronts many times. Yes. And um, that- I agree. I agree with everything both of you have said in western and i think that that's why they chose the western genre for the stranger because generally speaking the cowboy is an anti-hero as well he he begrudgingly helps um it's not often where that he's like oh i want to be the hero he's like oh god i have to be the hero okay fine yeah um and i think that that the dude does do that because i mean he's he's constantly fighting against walter walter that's doesn't true. care at all that's true but he's like no he she she's our responsibility we have to save her blah 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 she, he hates it, but he does it. You're um, right. You're right. Yeah. He does care. Like he's not like right. uncaring. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. he's, he has, he has good intentions, mm-hmm. but he's also lazy. <laughs> right. Right. Go ahead, Serena. Oh yeah. No, I just, what was the last section? I think I wanted to say something. What was millennial yeah. versus Gen X versus. Yeah. I just wanted to mention the bag phone, but I didn't know if that was the right, right area to mention the bag. Oh phone. my God. Yeah. Yes. Oh, <laughs> the bag phone. Um, so this movie was set in 1998. It started, it, it sorry. This movie came out in 1988. It was set in the early nineties. And I kept forgetting that throughout yes. the movie because we're so far removed from the nineties. Like the nineties is just an all encompassing thing, but it's, it's technically a period film in the sense that it was not set in the time it was made so that you know what made that clear was um sorry it was the phone and the at the very beginning first off he's writing a check for like 98 cents or something like that so he's writing a check one and 69 cents oh apologies of course it was was. um but they had the kuwait war yes going on and that was yeah anyway yeah so that set without saying it is 1990 and blah blah blah. it like set the yeah the time period all right guys guys nope notes roundup anybody anybody got anything else they want to talk about i didn't like the ferret scene oh my god i had to the entire time i had to be like it's not a real ferret it's not a real ferret it's It's not not a real ferret because like they they cut it well but they did cut it and i just yeah that one I read, I read that like the, the, the trainer was on, on scene with it. And all they did was they did drop it into the water and they immediately scooped him back up. And that was the only thing that they did. Like you take, you give your dog a bath, you give your cat, a you know what I mean? They're not probably happy about it, but it's, they're not hurting it or doing anything. And it was that quick of a, of a snippet to see like the real fair and everything else was fake, but they did such a good job that I got very uncomfortable and was very want Like I was like, what is happening right now? 
I yeah. don't like this. I'm uncomfortable. I am told a hundred percent with you it's, on that. It's the screaming of the animal that yeah. Yeah. makes you think that they're being hurt or tortured or something that anyone with a soul gets on. I feel like would get yeah. just a little, or at least if you don't know hundred percent, like I didn't know hundred percent. I was like, I really hope that this isn't real. I had to look it up. I, that's yeah. how much I was concerned about it. Cause I was going to either be, that would have been my whole spiel, this entire podcast. Yeah. Was, yep, you know what I mean? Yep. Yep. Um, um, the other, okay. I, this, the other note that was mentally in my head, dude, where's my car? Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> so I never picked that up before. Me I neither. Just, where's I your didn't... car, dude. I'm like, dude, where's your car? Yeah. And I wonder, it's gotta be purposeful. It has it's got to be, to be per- purposeful. Has to be. Like, I, think I feel like whoever was, wrote that. I feel like it was the next iteration. It was like, okay, these are the new stoners for this next generation after the dude. Yeah. Cause that, cause yeah. Cause they, when they, they were like, no, they, they watched the big Lebowski and was like, it's a show about nothing and saw this one line. And they're like, we could make a, sh- a, a movie about nothing based on this one line. Yes. Yes. And you know what? It's not half bad. <laughs> it's not. Okay. So I listened to another uh uh, podcast that did a review on that movie and they were like it's a horrible movie I can't put and I was like no, no is it, it is no. it it it's bad but it's it's, it's it knows it's, it's bad it's, it's no it, it's it is what it is it's just it's got it's, bonkers. A, it's got a place in time in movies I'm sorry yes, it, it just does. does yes it does yep which one dude where's my car yeah dude, where's my car so somebody we haven't mentioned and i i want to call him out every time he's in a movie is peter stormare he is he he does his job he has this job in hollywood where he just plays variations of the same character and doesn't get any credit for it but he's always so rock solid in that role and he's been doing it for decades it's so funny because i i also was like oh who is that guy and i'm like i can't even and i i looked at his like his He's in, been in a ton of movies. A and I'm like, ton of movies. What is the one that I'm thinking of? And I can't even think of. Is it Armageddon? <laughs> no, I mean, I saw it in that, but I don't think, I think. Is it Constantine? No, I think he is was. Is it in... Minority Report? <laughs> no, <laughs> I think it's uh, Prison Break is the, is the one oh, that I'm thinking I, of. I, I forgot about Prison a lot Break. Of that. I forgot he was in Prison Break. Yeah, yes. I think that's what it was. I mean, he, like I said, he pops up in like, I've everything you mentioned, I remember him in, but I think yeah. it was. Um, He's great. He's great. Everything he does. I'm like, yep, you're doing, you're doing your job. So um, Martini Shop, would you recommend this movie? Yes, I would. But I see Trace's face. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying yes. Um, I actually wrote mm-hmm. it down. I said I would recommend, but it may only be a one-time needed, one-time event. Everyone should watch it once. I personally don't think I would go back in for a second round. I think it's one of those movies I got oh, one time's enough. It is. Um, it's a good one. I feel like I am shocked once again that I haven't seen it before this, but um, I would recommend it. Just, just to have watched it and I probably would say it's a one-time event I 100% agree with you that was actually what I was going to say is I re- I would recommend it and you only have to see it once right just right. to just to experience it and then you're right good. it's an experience exactly a one-time yeah. thing and then boom yeah honestly I'm gonna say no for the same reason I feel like the people who 
needed to experience this have already watched this movie and don't need to be told to watch it. So yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Having fair. said that, I'm not, I don't regret watching it. Yeah. Right. Right. Oh yeah. No. And I, I've gotten, I got that sense overall Yeah. that, you know, you didn't regret it, but no, well, it, and it, I enjoyed it and it was yeah. fine, but yeah, that's fair. That's fair. You're a tough one to like, I feel like you, she's a tough, no, no, no. When it comes to the martini shot, you are like, I'm going to be like, you understand that the people, these fictitious people that we're recommending these movies to (laughs) their time is precious. Their time is precious. (laughs) (laughs) You're doing them a service. (laughs) Um, all right. So really quickly, does anybody have any, um, movies or TV shows that they've been watching that they would recommend? So I've been on a true crime kick kind okay. of so um i've watched inventing anna which oh, is about yes. the, that was very good yes um the thing about pam which was talk about quirky it's a real life story you can listen to like, oh. the podcasts and dateline episodes and stuff but renee zellweger like there's yeah. it's the whole thing the way it's shot has a very artistic vibe to it. It's very quirky, but it's I, I all based in truth. The, I kept seeing the trailer for it and be like, there's something about that that's pulling me in. And I couldn't quite catch what it was. It's but, because yeah. it's very, I've never seen a, a true crime, almost a documentary shot artistically. Interesting. Okay. It, and, right. and not just like it's quirky. Yeah, because the whole thing was quirky. And then you're like, that couldn't have possibly happened that way. She couldn't possibly sound like that. And then you see actual clips of like in the news. It, Yeah, it's crazy. Interesting. I equated it to I, Tanya a little bit in that sense as well. I haven't seen that, but um, I mean, I I, I haven't seen the Pam one. But when I saw the trailer, I was like, oh, that's got an I, Tanya vibe. Yeah. Uh, so I watched this weekend and I know this podcast comes out like a month later, but, um, I just watched everything everywhere all at once. I highly recommend that for just about everybody. Um, it is quirky. It is quirky. And the director calls himself a maximalist. It's a good way of describing his style because every little inch of footage in that movie is just teeming with visual data. So Hmm it's gorgeous. It's beautiful. It's great. But you, you have to pay a lot of attention to that movie. Um, hmm. I highly recommend it for everybody. Okay. Oh, that's my recommendation of the week. All right. So now to our favorite part of the night. Well, it's my favorite part of the night. Cause I get to pick, I get to. Hit oh yeah. Um, all right. Um, next week's movie will be, nope, not next week's. <laughs> next episode's movie will be. Oh, home alone. Yes. So, middle of the year. Should we save that for? Oh, all right. No, you know what? No. Oh man, yeah. Home why alone. Not, you know? Oh my Home god. Alone. Okay. And you know what? This might be interesting. We're not in the haze of Christmas. We can watch this with clear eyes. Yeah, <laughs> to see if it's um, actually a good movie or if it's just uh, <laughs> right? the original Home Alone, right? The first the one, original. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um. I'm just going to, this is obviously a precursor, but you guys, I've seen this movie 1000 times and my sister and I, when we do get together at Christmas, we watch it again. So it's very fresh. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I, this is on my, I I have a list of movies I have to watch every Christmas and this is definitely (laughs) on it. 
Okay, thanks for joining us. If you like what you hear, you can find more great episodes over on our website, www.millennialsofthemoviehouse.com or wherever you find your podcasts. Curious about updates, extras from our episode, or want to add your two cents a better reviewed movie? We're also on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle for both is at the movie Millies. Check us out and make sure to follow us. So until next time, we're millennials and we'll see you at the movie house. Bye.